Right, we're rolling. On this podcast, we'll be talking about different areas of business and all things marketing. My name is Dave Doyle. And I'm Dave Alton. This is Social Antics, another marketing podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Social Antics, another marketing podcast. This is week eight. My own name is Dave Doyle and I'm joined by Dave Orton. How are you this week, Dave? He's gone. He's gone. The orange <laughs> man is out of office. Big Joe takes the lead, takes Georgia. Game over. He Absolutely could, he, brilliant. He could still do it. He could still do it. No, as he he's says. on and on. Recounts over. Let us have a week. Let's have a week of just peace and calm and there is somebody with a brain in the White House with their hand over the big red button and that's all that we need. Now, 70 million Americans still voted for the orange man after four years of racism and Twitter rants and all caps and terrible grammar but at the same time he's gone I was going to say justice has has prevailed, but democracy has kind of worked in this instance. Again, 70,000 absolute lunatics in America still think that he's the best man for the job, but Biden got in. Uh, I'd say you were waiting all week to talk about this, right? Oh, I was. Oh, I was just like... Because all this is, I said a couple of weeks ago, all you want uh, from an American president is that they're dignified, safe pair of hands, and that's all it Run is. They're the a bit, bit of a role <laughs> model, dignified. That's all you absolutely need. Trump was the absolute antithesis of that and Big Joe is in now Big Joe. one of the one of the <laughs> weakest candidates to ever run for the presidency Biden terrible debater very very unclear what his policies are so his job is basically to correct all of the put everything into reverse basically yeah like I mean if, if you're if you were to describe a great president as an architect Joe Biden is just a fireman he's just putting the fire out of the house without having to build it up again yeah. so they're going to go back into the agreements that they pulled out of um, and again resource some semblance of dignity his, to that his office. slogan really should have been I'm not Trump I'm not Trump <laughs> that's what people voted for I said it last week it wasn't that people were voting for Biden it was that people weren't voting yeah. for Trump it and again who it was. and it just look it shows you that I think it shows you that given how kind of uninspired or uninspirational Biden was as a presidential candidate the fact that he got the most votes ever out of any president in history showed how much a lot of America just were not going to tolerate another four years of Trump. Again, because it must have been, it must be embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've ever been embarrassed it's kind by of, a it's president. It's kind of been so team. much, um, it's probably been so much of the focal point of conversation in America. And even when they come abroad, like the minute you go America, Trump, Trump bound to come up somewhere. Oh, 100%. Like, like, I mean, I'd say I drove... Some of the American students in my class, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Like, because I mean, if I was lecturing and we were talking about something like um, Colin Kaepernick or any of these campaigns that marketers have done over the last number of years, yeah, Trump was involved in something somewhere. He's always, and even if it's not him directly, he's kind of the invisible hand of mm-hmm. Trump, be it racism or discrimination or something like that, is kind of built into the campaign in some way, shape, or form. And again, I turn around to these students and go, Look, to be perfectly honest with you, everyone from Western civilization looking in at your country thinks it's just an, an incredibly crazy political joke. environment joke. Um, and they're all kind of looking, going, because again, Americans, a lot of them like to see themselves as the superpower, the leading light, the world, the world power in everything that they do, or the leader in everything that they do. And for the last four years, it was the opposite of that. It was a complete 
embarrassment. Like when you're looking at Vladimir Putin and you're going, yeah, do you know what? He's a bit more dignified I would, than I the other cr- fellow. I like, cross him yeah, like. yeah, a former KGB <laughs> agent who tortured his victims is coming across as more dignified as the America as the American president. You know something's going wrong. But and again, it just shows you the insanity. His carry on since um, the election ended and. Um, and we'll the talk, carry we'll on talk, by talk Fox. Talk about a sore loser, like you know, it's 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 he's not going to go out there walking proud, like. You oh know, no, so someone actually. It's be interesting the next couple of weeks to see how it goes. Oh no, because it could, like, I mean, I presume again the justice system will just go through the motions and the result will be the result. But I mean, the, I mean that the idea that he was president, given his um, given his reaction afterwards, is incredibly. It must be incredibly upsetting for people, but it just shows you how much of a catastrophe. Mm he was in the first place like I genuinely believe kind of same with Brexit and same with Trump even though there was a lot of manipulation in terms of Cambridge Analytica and all that kind of stuff um, I genuinely think a lot of people voted for the extreme joy yes in the case of Brexit or leave in the case of Brexit and then in terms of Trump actually voting for Trump it was almost like the world's biggest ever social experiment like mm. what would happen if yeah. he actually got yeah. into office let's see and how it goes let's see how it goes kind of a thing because it's something different well I'm delighted like, it didn't happen the second time around and Mr West Kanye West didn't get in because that was kind of 60,000 votes in fairness yeah, like, 60,000 absolute ridiculous. trollops yeah. voted for Kanye West as president now I would say 60,000 of those people were smarter than the 70 million people that voted for Trump but that's not that's neither here nor there yeah, he, still, anyway, he still wasn't Trump enough about that but actually from a marketing perspective there is actually a lesson here in that the, like I mean I mentioned Kaepernick now a while ago a lot of brands particularly when they're marketing in the US have engaged in like we spoke about woke marketing a number of weeks ago and kind of looking at politically contentious or socially contentious issues and then building their campaign around that a lot of the american campaigns have been gauged towards anti-racism social justice and things like that with biden in charge you would imagine there should be a lot less than that if his supporters calm the fuck down a bit and stop being racist bigots for a while i saw a couple of articles there during the week that basically was was talking about how how the area kind of almost predictability is going to come in now like you know that it's going to be back to the old way of look nothing's exciting we're going to have to come up with it we're going to have to be a little bit creative I suppose like you know so they're not waiting for news stories to come they're going to have to actually you know come up with stuff like you yeah. know it's going to go back as you said you know it's going to be back firefighting and putting out all those fires that were put in um, now, so, now what I was surprised by though in fairness is that I thought as soon as it was announced that Biden was basically favour to do it. I was surprised that Nike or someone like that didn't come out with a... No one had something waiting to go. Something to go. Like, I was expecting them to come out with some sort of a kind of, um, the work isn't done or something like that. Like, I mean, like, again, America is an inherently, it's incredibly racist country, incredibly divisive, Mm. huge amount of discrimination, huge amount of social issues. A lot of countries are, but I mean, America in particular has suffered from this, particularly in the last number of years. Just because Biden is elected, those problems don't just go away. Like, Trump was was um, the result of a symptom as opposed to being the cause of the racist behaviour in America. He was something that emerged from all that. So I think it's important that, again, a lot of marketers have done a lot of good work in this area um, and a lot of people more so have done a huge amount of work in this area. And it's important that that isn't just forgotten about just because, again, Big Joe is in the White House. Do you know what I mean? Big Joe. Big Joe is <laughs> I, in the I White actually House. Lo- it kind of summed it all up for me when the, when the, kind of the big announcement came out that he was, he was pretty much after doing it he was obviously with his team and the whole lot and doing what you would do in that scenario where was Trump on the golf course do you know of course of course like because what do you do when you've lost your job you go on the golf course especially that job Jesus Christ yeah no uh, so we'll see what way it goes I think actually the 
what's funny from from the Irish point of view is um every town seems to be um finding their connections to Joe oh, Biden at the that. moment. I you know, hate it when we do that, I hate it. You're Irish, be proud of being Irish. Don't yeah. try and find some long la- lost bloody connection with the pre- like. Just stop. Yeah, like, like stop. I think is it Mayo or somewhere up up that side west of Ireland is uh, basically you know they claimed them first. Ballina, yeah, yeah. was a, they're saying that there's relatives there, um, and I think there is like cousins. They've been invited to America and all to meet and stuff. I think it's very strong connections. But even seen down closer to my hometown in, in Wexford like I, I seen that there's connections there as well like you know so they're all going to be phoning them looking for them to come visit of course, the local yeah, towns yeah, of course you know, of course so. of course but so there's um, there's um, in Moneygall there's a service station That's named after Obama, Obama. Obama. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 the, which is the, a bit the Obama, the, was it the Barack Obama Plaza or something like that yeah, it's called yeah. Yeah, yeah, Moneygall but that was brilliant when he came and he visited there and the whole I had to point in the pub like you know it's really good for, and I think we're going to probably get a good bit more of that coming from Joe yeah, because it was, it was a bit it was a, a pure, big force yeah. so, and now it's a bit oh, here's, 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 here's Uncle Johnny now with no teeth like, and, oh, <laughs> well I think we're going to probably get a lot of that from as you say Big Joe probably <laughs> yeah probably Big Joe's coming to Ireland yeah. to, to meet his long lost ancestors yeah so, so we kick, are we going to any news this week popping up oh that, that's the only news we can cut it there thanks for listening we'll drive on um, yeah. in terms of news you have big news this week do it you do have news, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I started a new role this week, a new job, uh, something to pay the bills in the daytime. This is, this is not paying us. Exactly, <laughs> that, that's, that's the trick, isn't it? That's yeah. the trick. So, I mean, from what, just to kind of give the listeners a bit of an introduction, basically it's a, I suppose it's it, it's it's a startup company um, in the yeah. coffee space, but I mean, you're looking to make this a, a national and an international brand over the course of the next, we say, three to five years. Yeah, 100%. And even for, as you said, a startup and a, a very local brand, they're pretty much on the path already, in fairness. So set up a couple of years ago out of a cafe in Cork City. It's called Velo. It was a cafe Velo at the time. And they started roasting their own coffee beans um, and then started branching in full, pretty much full-time now. And, and, and now they are full-time uh Coffee Roasters, so Velo Coffee Roasters is the name of the company. So I'm after coming in this week as a brand and business development manager. Quite a small team. Uh, there's probably about 10, 11 of us. Uh, five on the kind of management team and the rest of the guys are down, you know, in the production and roasting and stuff like that. So it's very, very interesting space. I've, I've never worked in, in coffee or anything like that before, so there's so much to learn. It's very complicated. Um, there's a lot behind it you wouldn't realise. You know, learn about the origins, the beans and the farms and all this kind of stuff. So there's, there's a good bit involved with really, really interesting stuff. And, and the guy there, uh, Liam, who's the, the master roaster for Velo, he's an absolute genius when it comes to coffee. He knows everything. So, yeah, so we're going to see what we can do with it. Um, there's, there's plenty of opportunities. And, you know, as, as, as you say, kind of taking it national and international, it's kind of rose a good bit in the last few months thanks to COVID, you know, um, online sales have absolutely flew uh, for the business and that's what's been keeping that company afloat uh, over the last few months. Well, I think it's actually, it's actually interesting that you just mentioned the online sales there because like even a very small number of years ago, if you went into any brand who was, who was again selling coffee, for example, you would never really have thought that, oh, this is a product that can actually thrive in yeah. an online environment because you've got so many, there's two reasons, I suppose. One, you've got so many local options available to yeah. you. Um, and and kind of besides that as well, when we think online, we think kind of Amazon, e-commerce, multinational brands. But then when you think coffee, you're thinking craft, artisan, mm. um, locally roasted and stuff like that. So it's interesting that in that world, the kind of craft roaster is still doing incredibly well. I think you see a lot more of that happening as well with kind of those craft artisan products looking to scale to a global audience. Yeah, I think we're seeing that across a lot of industries. Like, you know, we would have seen it, you know, with whiskey, we've seen it with, um, obviously with beer, with craft beers and stuff. And I think that whole 
I think people's perceptions have gone uh, they're, they're really looking for that quality that support local that local business you know who's involved in it so I think that's where the kind of the artisan thing and you kind of you get this feeling I suppose when you hear artisan you hear small producer and all this you get that real this is quality you know this is there's a bit of love gone into this it's not mass produced kind of stuff like you know so so i think that's where that kind of area has probably grown out of in the last couple of years do you do any is there a subscription model or is it just yep. products no 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 so uh you go on site you're looking to buy something yeah i do uh, see i'm one of these people now that if i like something i'll buy it but i want it to be bought automatically i don't like like the great thing about okay, netflix right, or any of yeah. these is that it's just paid and yeah. I only think about it again. Yeah. Same so thing. So for, for anyone out there like Dave, anyone that's lazy and couldn't do the monthly uh, the monthly buy in no. uh, yeah, there there is a there is monthly subscriptions and I think there's even clever there there he has so there's a couple of products that um that have been award winning. Uh, so like there's there's the Blosh and Herons and the Great Taste Awards, they've won those so like you can buy a blush. For all of winners. our UK listeners and our few listeners in Mexico, what does Blosh and Heron mean? It's basically the industry standard for food awards in Ireland basically. Um quite quite worldly recognised at the moment now, which is great. But um a lot of uh, Irish producers doing very, very well at the moment out of it. But basically, uh yeah, there's Blosh subscriptions, there's you know, your there's other ones. There's one I really like which is like a mystery subscription. So you can basically get a different blend every time you get a new package out okay, or a different, yeah, or cool. different yeah, uh, like roast it. I should say. So like that's kind of fun, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of that. So on the site, you know, we're selling everything from the machines down to the beans and the accessories and, you know, stuff for brewing at home and all this kind of stuff. So it's great. It's really, really, really inter- interesting. But then on the ground kind of stuff then as well obviously we're selling into retail and we do food service and you know we're going down the maybe a bit of the commercial route now as well coming down the road so plenty plenty of avenues for for business so definitely a multi-channel business good stuff best of luck will thank you very much um so moving on anything on your uh, agenda this week my agenda no i think uh, one thing that i've kind of started noticing look we're not going to go too much into it because it's going to come down as I've been saying to you, when John Lewis get their finger at their certain place and get their Christmas video out, we can, uh, do, we we can do a focus topic <laughs> we just on hoping, Christmas videos. We were yeah, hoping yeah. it'd be out for tonight, so they kind of screwed up our content for today. They did, yeah. So basically, we're we're kind of in that zone, I suppose. Now, which Christmas has come along, and I think definitely with what's happened this year with COVID, Christmas has kind of come a bit early. And uh, you know, yeah. I've seen I've seen uh, places. There's a co-working space here in Cork City, Republic of Work. They had a Christmas tree up maybe three weeks ago. Um, which is madness. I saw um, that it was the day of the lockdown, wasn't it? it was right. Yeah, We're in lockdown. Like, get, the, like, get the Christmas fuck tree. It, out. Get the Christmas tree out, like you know. <laughs> um, so it was up before Halloween weekend, but I think a lot of businesses are going that way, and a lot of businesses are definitely putting a big focus on Christmas this year. So we're starting to see, which we expect at this time. You know, the big boys are starting to bring out their Christmas adverts now. Um, but no sign of John Lewis yet which obviously is you know um, people wait for every year so we're, we're waiting for that one we probably go into a bit more this year but there's a few ones after coming out this week now from I know Aldi's after bringing their Where's Kevin campaign is back and Disney kid Disney had one Disney had one um, and I wasn't a massive fan of it to be honest I didn't like the Disney, Disney one I think we say we save our critique we'll save, of the ads yeah. for the special for yeah. the special you've done enough critique there at the start <laughs> that's <laughs> it yeah yeah that's it but no it's, it is interesting it's coming into Christmas what I'm interested in is how many videos are COVID related versus yeah. how many of them just do a story with no reference to COVID whatsoever I think if they all there's, there's a balance right I think if they all do COVID stuff people are just going to be like Oh, mother of God, more COVID. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas it's also quite a difficult thing to ignore at this time. So I'm going to be really interested with how in this kind of dystopian world that we're currently living in yeah. that marketers are able to 
like ultimately these videos are okay there can be a variance of different emotions in terms of sadness joy and so on and so forth but how do you take an environment which is pretty bleak at the moment and turn that into something joyful turn it into a tearjerker yeah and that's going to want to make some relation with that brand as I said you're kind of kicking me off the subject already but uh, I think the one I will mention is definitely Super Value it came out um, when this podcast comes out probably be two or three days old but um, Super Value done exactly what you've done and just going on the back of what you said the early ones to the race will definitely win but the more and more as you said this content that comes out is going to be watched so Super Value got in there early you know it's an absolutely fantastic video I won't ruin the ending like any good movie so go and have a look at it um, surely, surely we do surely we have to talk about we'll talk about the focus episode we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the focus yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about the grandfather comes in at the end of the video um, you just read <laughs> So I'm not going to tell you the punchline <laughs> but, but he dies so uh, no that's what happened so basically yeah it's about it's all around COVID and family and you know returning for Christmas and all this kind of stuff and missing out on not seeing family for, for months on end so I think yeah as you said like you know the more companies that do this it's going to become a bit more washed so companies have to be really creative I did hear a rumour though that John Lewis had some sort of a video done they, they and they had to redo they it they yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Obviously wasn't just keep it for next year <laughs> that's it yeah, yeah. they probably will yeah, yeah, probably like, will I'd say that's because they're like they're probably at the stage look this video's done it's in the pipeline we're working on next year's video they have a team doing this obviously like you know so I'd say that was a couple of weeks out to Christmas or whenever this couple of months even out you know short space time I'd say there was pandemonium I'd say in that office probably yeah but like everywhere else to be honest with you know I don't have a huge amount of uh, sympathy for John Lewis in that regard but anyway <laughs> Keep, in other keep news, the critique. Keep the critique going, yeah. So in other news, um, Pfizer yep. have announced that they may have a vaccine yeah, so for, uh, for uh, COVID-19, yeah. which would be brilliant. Um, what was interesting, I think, about this is, like, I mean, the first thing that I did, I saw the news come up on Twitter, and it was probably about maybe an hour or two after the announcement. So instinctively, the first well, thing was that the I did. was the next day or something. Something like that, yeah. Something, yeah, yeah. And then, like, what I did, the first thing that I did was... Um, Check the stock price, mm-hmm. which is, I just found interesting. Checking how your money how much, is, is it? How much has it gone up? <laughs> Can I quit the day job and do the, the podcast as a full-time endeavour? Which I'd need a hell of a lot of money to do, to be perfectly honest so, with you. So are we on a winner? Not really, no. no I mean, no, like, no, we're okay. kind of... No, look, I mean, to be fair, it's... it. Look, the innovation going on here is absolutely incredible. They've done something that no other drug company has done before, but the... The stock on the, the the opening day closed at around um around seven percent up um on its closing uh, closing price on the Friday, um and I saw and I was like what the f-? Like, without actually looking at what the what the vaccine was I was like surely this is not some sort of PR like this would something drive it going up, out yeah. like but um no to be fair what it basically is is that because of the innovation and the uniqueness and I'm not going to be pretend to be a biochemical engineer here I don't know what I'm talking about but basically. The vaccine for it to be effective has to be consistently stored at not 70 degrees Celsius, which basically means that in terms of a global or worldwide rollout, there is a huge amount of distribution, supply chain issues, cost issues associated, obviously with that because of the extreme conditions that the vaccine needs to be kept in for it to actually work and for it to maintain its test rate of about being 90% um, 90% effective they brought out that it is around that kind of around 90% effective yeah so like I mean it's very very uh, impressive I think it's going to be brilliant because I can see this being rolled out in um, healthcare facilities um, nursing homes hospitals so basically the most vulnerable in society can be catered for immediately um, but it's not something that is going to be a worldwide solution. Um, and there's other, look, I mean, there's other, um, 
there's the results of other studies due in the next uh, before the end of the year so I think the, the favourite at the moment is a, is a combined study between Oxford University and um, AstraZeneca so again they're going for what I believe is to be a more global um, solution to the to the COVID problem in terms of coming up with a vaccine but again again fair play to fair play to Pfizer in terms yeah. of their um, the product development and what they've achieved but mm. again it's not the it's not the solution that is going to solve all this problem unfortunately I know we've kind of moved on from him now already but we'll have to bring him back into the conversation again uh, Mr Trump oh, came he... out and slammed him basically saying that why didn't you announce it before the election or the results I I have a theory right that there was some manipulation around the date that they launched it for two reasons one Trump obviously yeah. um, if it was announced before the election and he could stand out and go I have cured I have cured COVID <laughs> it would have been he probably would have won the election yeah, yeah. like because he just would have more people would have turned out a lot of the middle would have flipped yeah. um, especially those tight states like Georgia so I mean if they I, I think there was a delay because of that and beyond that it's just a just an interesting fun fact I'm sure there was nothing to it but the chief executive officer of Pfizer also happened to cash out the day that the um that the uh, announcement came out <laughs> Pfizer came out and said it was pre-planned and it was an yeah, automatic yeah. sale it's not really automatic if had it, a like, nice going away party bit, bit, I think there I think he, I think he cashed in something like 4.4 million or something like that yeah, so pocket money yeah pocket money exactly but um, I thought that was an interesting two interesting coincidences shall we say so no but I'm glad I mean to be fair the PR team I'm sure in Pfizer would have looked at it and went we can't go before the election yeah. it's going to look like it was staged like Pfizer I would be highly critical of the pharmaceutical companies anyway in terms of their behaviours in a variety of different um, of different areas in terms of price manipulation stuff like that um, and non what we refer to as non-market strategies mm-hmm. um, so bribing being one example of that not accusing Pfizer of bribing but it's well known in the pharmaceutical industry um, and things like that so there are different strategies that they would have looked that they engage with and if they had been a cause of Trump getting re-elected I think that would have done them reputationally probably, a probably. huge amount of a huge yeah. amount of damage so no well done Faisal for delaying the announcement of that and congratulations <laughs> to your CEO who's just bought a new house in the Hamptons <laughs> very good I think uh, another news article that kind of caught my attention this week and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago was uh, Diageo's Guinness uh, zero you were a big fan of it I didn't even get to try it oh the water with a bit of black food there yeah that, that one um, had a bit of a recall across the whole of the UK a couple of days ago only I think three weeks after launch into the market not a good start oh, for that product mi- what they describe it as I believe microbiological contamination which yeah. doesn't I sound said, good I said I'd let you, you pronounce which that doesn't, it doesn't sound good Um no like I mean this is so this their, their statement it, said it's uh, recommended not to not to drink because it's like, uns- it's unsafe yeah. and it's uh, usually if, if something is like if anything goes wrong in the food kind of environment you tend to put a bit of phraseology around you know if it's cooked thoroughly or in oh, small yeah, or lethal to, in small yeah. this was just very blanket Don't this is unsafe this do not drink it like um, so yeah no, it's, I know it's I think like I think I think this is going to do them a huge amount of reputational damage, yeah. to be honest. Which not they so much the Guinness brand because they were what they were very clear on. I thought it was, was, not, was that not it was their not, classic. It was not the classic brand. This is a, a new product, and there's it's almost like the, the new team we took on after seriously fecking up here. Now that the, kind of almost the way they went about it. The like, intern you know. got hold of the social media <laughs> and basically ruined the whole thing for yeah. us. But that that that's what it came across as. And I look, I think, and I I would have been very interested to see how that went. Like I mean, 
I would even see it now amongst them. Um, there is a huge destigmatization around non-alcoholic mm-hmm. products. Like a lot of my buddies now would drink it if they're driving, or even if they're on a night out. What I found now is that because the the bottle is quite distinctive, whether it's non-alcoholic or alcoholic, was a lot of them now are actually getting the the point well, of well, Heineken the, Zero and well, they're drinking it. Well, this was just cans release, but the, the whole plan they said in the statement, or I don't know if they said in the statement or not, but but the whole plan was to actually bring the points of this into the bars in the New Year when they got back up and running. So. There was a big rollout ready for this to happen, and, and that's it's pretty much out the window. Ironically, so you could say it was canned. Oh, sorry, listeners. Sorry, it's just <laughs> fucking disgrace. I apologise to everyone. I oh, c- that was terrible. Such a out. good move. Big jaws in the White House. <laughs> so go on. Anyway, what's next? Uh, so other than that, then just a kind of a little bit of a little bit more kind of um, again the technical kind of marketing side of things not as exci- not as exciting but I think really really interesting more so than anything else so an ROI uh, genome report um, which is a research research agency based in the United States um, they did uh, an analysis of SMEs who used Amazon's digital advertising platform basically mm-hmm. and they did that and they compared it to like, so Facebook Google and so on and so forth and they basically showed that return on investment for customers uh, business customers obviously using Amazon advertising is about 20% higher compared to other uh, campaigns that they run via the other platforms uh, when it comes to direct return on investment and I thought what was even more interesting then on top of this was that it showed the report showed that uh, 48% of um, Amazon display ads actually impacted upon non-Amazon related sales which I thought was quite interesting. So, what so that, break, break that down there for anyone who hasn't a clue what you just said. So, so look as a starting point. Look in terms of um, in terms of Amazon's overall revenue, in terms of their ad model, it's up fifty one percent to about five point four billion dollars um, last quarter, which very impressive considering you'd never consider Amazon to be an advertiser, and they're actually one of the biggest advertisers in the world. Uh, five point four billion is no um, is no mean feat, but I suppose what. What it shows in terms of the overall return on investment, and I think this is, I think this is, an interesting one because a lot of Amazon's advertising is solely based on purchase. Mm-hmm. There's no brand building really goes on. Um, it's all based on consumer trends data, which is something Amazon have that a lot of the other companies don't have. Mm-hmm. Like even with Facebook, and I know you've got Instagram shopping and stuff like that, but predominantly the amount of sales that go through something like Facebook there is another step i.e. you have to go to the, the branded website, website yeah, before, before, before you do whatever, it exactly yeah. so with Amazon and their advertising platform because it's more direct to sale in that there's less clicks the user has to go through there's probably more impulse buying and the user because it's entirely based on user behaviour or consumer behaviour they're obviously presenting users with very very relevant ads at the point where they're thinking of a purchase yeah. and this is why the ROI is at is at that 20% so I mean again it just shows you some of the biggest advertisers in the world Facebook, Instagram and Amazon who you wouldn't even consider to be an advertiser really are stealing the march on them in terms of the effectiveness of their overall um, of their overall ad model so I think it's, it's, it's another interesting trend like what I'm quite interested at the moment in terms of my own research is this concept of the death of brand in that before you would go through a huge consumer behavior kind of decision making process in terms of when you were going to buy something whereas in a world where you say Alexa I want or you say or you go on to Amazon and the the products are presented to you there's no brand building goes on there but even as simple as something as you said there the more of that kind of Alexa give me this kind of attitude that comes in and actual shopping goes through that voice um, 
you're you're putting an order in you're not saying i want that in specific in terms of brands really or anything like that and i think we talked a little bit about this before sure, of course what are they going to send you out but something that's benefiting them like you know exactly so, yeah like, you have no choice over your shop anymore and even if you look at even if you take amazon out of this what i think is quite interesting is that if you um if you look at the search trends and terms on amazon a lot more people are now searching for things like um, face cream, which includes the ingredients X, Y, and Z, as opposed to searching for L'Oreal face cream. Yeah. So people are looking for benefits and ingredients as opposed to looking at brands. And again, it shows a step away. And obviously with with you know, brands like your Lacoste, your Burberry's, your Cara, do you know what I mean? Those kind of public-facing mm. brands that people wear or people, um, uh, people outwardly kind of expressly consume. That isn't the case, but in terms of consumer packaged goods uh, products um, or fast moving consumer even, even products, even something as simple as you think about, like the likes of, like I'm, 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 I'm at the moment um, looking to get a new phone in the next couple of weeks, right? So I've been looking at, I've been searching for top mobile, you know, top phones with best camera, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. As you're saying, like you know, so you're getting stuff purely based on reviews, as you said, tags, uh, keywords, all this kind of stuff. I'm not going in and saying you know uh, Samsung Galaxy S20 whatever it is do you know I'm not typing in the phone name unless I want something specific to that phone or doing a comparison between that and another phone or whatever it is I'm typing in best camera best phone on the market best laptop on the market do you know best laptop for this and you know the one brand that circumvents that go on. your favourite brand in the go world on, go Apple on. stupid fucking products um, we'll never get a sponsorship off Apple nah, look, big luxury you can, they can sponsor me yeah. uh, specifically Apple in terms of a luxury brand most powerful, most powerful brand in the world. Margins of, uh, and I am robbing this quote from. Uh, robbing, I'm robbing this quote from somewhere. Um, uh, the volume sales of a Volvo, margins of a Ferrari. Absolute genius business model. They're the they're the only luxury product in the world that is owned by almost fifty percent of the population. Yeah. If fifty percent of the population owns something, it's not a luxury brand. It's not an exclusive brand. But yet Apple have carved out this image and, for themselves that they are they're the only cult that's socially acceptable oh that's a good that's a, that's a good that's a good point and the cult of Big Joe don't forget the cult of Big Joe 74 million Americans voting the right I wonder, way I wonder actually while you're saying that now I wonder how Joe will uh, tackle the whole TikTok thing Oh, I think I think I think he's got so many other issues. I reckon it'll be fine. I reckon it'll be absolutely. Work away, lads. I reckon it'll videos be dancing all you I don't want. think, to be honest, which it was a tra- it doesn't because in reality, right? So there's a whole geopolitical problem with that anyway, right? If you restrict um, TikTok, that is basically the United States saying to any corporation doesn't matter if they're Chinese, don't they're European. Yours. If you come in and you operate within our region and invest whatever amount of billions it is to extend into the United States. We as the US government, based on unproven kind of um, unproven findings or unproven statistics um, in terms of how we view your product, we can take it out. Now, I know there's some instances where they've done that in the past, but not in relation to a product like TikTok. Am I right in saying, I could be totally wrong now, um, did TikTok know something about they're coming into Ireland this week or launching something in Ireland? Jobs, loads of jobs. Um, I think something. TikTok are already in Ireland. I think they, they, they announced that they're expanding from... I, I could get this wrong now. Yeah. I think it's from twenty employees up to nine hundred mm-hmm. over the next couple of um over the next couple of uh, months. So I think fair jump there, fair jump there. It's not bad, <laughs> right? TikTok, you're welcome here. We you're won't block you, here, your yeah. brand. But uh, Michael D won't kick you. Michael D won't kick you out of Ireland. No, absolutely not. Um, so the um, 
so yeah no that's uh, that's all that was there in terms of Amazon so again it's just an interesting just an interesting point I suppose to make more so than anything else because again like as advertisers you're always going to look at a cost benefit analysis if you've got a budget how much do I allocate towards Facebook how much do I allocate towards Instagram yeah. and I think predominantly at the moment the majority of ad dollars are going into Facebook and Instagram and maybe as Amazon does get more saturated it becomes less effective Um. But again, if you're looking at the statistics... It's I think anyone that's listening in that maybe even a small uh, local business uh, listening in that maybe have a product that's, you know, probably, it's probably a bit easier. I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked too much into it. Maybe something that's not perishable or, you know, food has to be stored cold or anything like this kind of stuff. But if you have, you know, like a brand, like there's a couple, there's a guy I'm, I'm kind of speaking with there at the moment. Um, I think he's actually listening in. Uh, he does a local, um, he makes his own soaps and stuff like that, like, you know. Why not start looking at Amazon as a platform to start selling your products? Do well, you know? I would do it anyway. Because even because again, going back to that stat there, the forty eight percent of Amazon display ads impact upon non Amazon sales. So what that basically shows us is that consumers aren't just using Amazon as a buying platform; they're yeah. using it as a search tool. Yeah. Because it's more effective than Google, really, because it's just all. Products. Yeah, but you you see it, and anyone that's listening, do it as a test now. Take out your phone. Go on to Google and as we said, type in something and up at the very top is going to come up a couple of options to buy and I can guarantee you the majority of those are going to be Amazon. Probably, yeah. yeah they're winning the market on that. Go on, give us another news item. Other news item then, where are we at? So interestingly, Beyond Meat... Um, as you can, anyone listening in, I haven't come up with that and really Dave was doing all the yeah, work tonight. Yeah, you took... You, you, <laughs> started a new, you started a new job, to be fair, after your, your, your month of leisure, as I called it. You did feck all all day, basically. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of Beyond Meat, it's interesting. So after a 200% rise in sales last quarter, sales are now only at a 40.5% growth rate, which again is still... Very very impressive, but they basically posted um posted a quarterly loss, and their shares are down about um about twenty nine percent. Which company which is interesting? Again? This is Beyond Meat. So this oh, is the yeah, plant yeah, yeah. plant based substitute um product essentially. Um, vegan, so it's just vegan friendly kind of stuff. Vegan friendly, yeah, it's vegan friendly. But I mean, I suppose what what I find interesting about these um these brands and another one like the Impossible Burgers, another one is that they're not really pitching themselves solely towards vegans or anything like that they're more focused towards the kind of flexitarian market so people who want to consume it's actually healthy flex well it's well i use it of course of oh, course no. i didn't make it up <laughs> um so people who move between being vegetarians versus being fully om- vegan om- or omnivore is omnivore carnivore i don't know whatever the phrase all i'm going to say is i'm, right not, a, I'm, not, a, us, I'm not a biologist the two of us are not vegetarians or vegans but all i'm begging you Dave, is please do not insult any of our listeners that are vegetarian I or vegan insult, <laughs> by asking me not to insult them they are now presuming that i would have insulted them if you didn't tell me to insult he them wouldn't. and never because fella. of that they're insulted yeah no he's a lovely fella really but uh, that's <laughs> it yeah but there's um but what i thought um so there was a few things then that came out at the, on the back of that when they did a little bit of research in terms of how that company is um, is actually developing and looking to develop. And they've got a partnership with uh, McDonald's. They've just released something called um, the Mac Plant line. Now it's not exclusively, um, it's not exclusively Beyond Meat products. Um, McDonald's are partnering with a number of um, companies in this particular space. Um, but they're partnering with Mac- McDonald's and they're also after partnering with um, Pizza Hut in the UK. And they're after creating two products which are beyond name the pizza here product yeah. i think one of them is called uh, beyond italian sausage pizza or something like okay. that 
and so these are being marketed as again they're not vegetarian they're in the main product category as a pizza to enjoy not because you're a vegetarian or whatever the case may be yeah so open to anyone to order basically like you know yeah and i thought it was interesting the the head of marketing there i think the head of marketing marketing director um david graves for pizza hut basically came out with a quote last week where he said i challenge anyone to taste the difference between the beyond meat pizza product versus the um the traditional pizza mm-hmm. uh, products that they use and i would imagine there are a lot of meat suppliers premium meats and stuff like that who have heard that and they're probably not very happy about it and um, because it's the first time ever if you hear the word substitute product it's immediately a lesser product yeah. because it's a substitute what these companies are doing quite well is that they're kind of reconditioning how consumers think about the term substitute in that it's a substitute in that it tastes like meat but it's better for you so it's this kind of laddering effect whereby we're saying that no we taste the same but we're healthier for you so why wouldn't you consume our product so from a messaging perspective and from a branding perspective i think what these companies are doing is quite clever and again they're using meat phraseology like i mean a company that doesn't sell meat having meat in the name of their brand is yeah. bizarre, but beyond meat, impossible burger. It, it's really interesting. There, there was a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was something about it was some vegan. It was a vegan or vegetarian butcher. Um, I just seen something on Twitter basically, but they sold out in the first week. Like you know, but it had a picture of a cow in the front of the building, and it had like you know a pig on the inside and stuff. And I'm like, how are you getting away with this? Really, like I think the know? European. I think there was something there during the week. Was the European the Commission actually? Yeah, yeah, they actually they actually ruled that no, you are legally allowed call a sausage made out of lentils and that kind of thing a sausage yeah. which I'm quite offended by because I don't think you should be allowed to call it that unless it's very very clear you just don't want to be tricked that's all I don't want to be tricked <laughs> can, can you imagine the mortifying shame of me ordering a burger in a restaurant and then someone tell, and I enjoying it and then someone telling me that was made of lentils and well, rabbit be good for you Good and healthy for you. Yeah, but it's not a burger. I want a burger. I want a me. I want a juicy burger. I want it to come from a cow and not come from the ground. That's what I want it to come from. Okay. Um, but it's interesting. Do you want to know my fear? Because I was looking when I was looking at the news items for this um for this week. I just looked up some of the other um the other brands that are out there. So there's the Impossible Burger and there's Beyond Meat. So my favorite one is called. Go on. It's Kellogg's sub brand, um, which are um looking to develop the uh, plant based products, and they call themselves Incognito. Of course, this was someone enough was thinking this. But look, hopefully, meat in the title Incognito. How could you? If you came up with that, you'd be delighted. Incognito, and that actually doesn't make sense either, because Incognito means that there's actually meat hidden in the product Actually, but anyway yeah, when you yeah. think about it it's yeah. not great but I thought, I thought it was clever all the yeah, same if whoever came up from it is listening in now he's basically yeah oh, you've, ru- you've ruined that now yeah, <laughs> what you've done but anyway very good else pop up for this week Um, not particularly I think it's worth mentioning our gift local um, yeah. campaign is still is still going a lot of local producers it hasn't really gone beyond cock as we had hoped um, but it's um, <laughs> No, it's been doing fairly well, and thanks to everyone that's after getting involved. You know, I mean, so we're seeing a couple of media heads locally, bar and restaurant uh, managers, uh, hotel managers. They're all getting involved, and it's been it's been really really good. So, for anyone that hasn't maybe listened in the last two weeks, uh, we done a little challenge online that's called hashtag gift local. Basically, you go out, you buy something, you gift it to someone, you share it online, tag the business that you bought it in, 
and um, nominate three friends to go and do the same. And the whole idea behind it is obviously it's a bit of fun. You're gifting to friends, um, but the whole idea behind it is that you're supporting local businesses in this time that they definitely need it. Go buy stuff. Go buy, buy stuff. shit. Yeah. That's it. A lot of people, and again. If you can't afford it, that's fine. Don't have all the people attacking us afterwards saying, we'll spend money, we don't have it. But I get it. We get all that. We understand it. There's a lot of people who are working at home because of that. They're not going out to buy lunch when they're in the office. They're saving a lot of money on fuel, petrol, transport, travel. They've got a few extra bob in their pocket. Spend it locally. Get a click and collect. Um, do whatever you need to do. Go out and spend money in the local facility, in the local in your local area. Um. And again, it doesn't have to be anything extraordinary. Go out and buy a takeaway coffee two or three times a week. What if did you, you do? What did I do? Yeah. I bought coffees and cakes for oh, yeah. my... Um, what coffee company? For my... Uh, car coffee roasters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not a Velo or anything, no? No, no look, I think uh, one shout out I will give, and it's another coffee, we're all about coffee here. Um, and one shout out we will give is definitely to uh, Aidan Duke of Duke's Coffee. Um, he's been doing a phenomenal job with uh, Gift Local. He's after buying a load of... Uh, uh, gifts for people he's after getting a load of uh, Christmas presents already and all local which is brilliant so well done to Aiden he's definitely leading the way so so yeah check out hashtag gift local online you'll see what our people have been doing and, and just have a bit of fun with it like really do you yeah. remember when we said there that when we were doing this podcast it was going to be a global audience and it was going to be UK and now we're thanking Aiden Duke hi Aiden good, <laughs> good to see you listening um, in terms of the local I think we need to pivot we need to pivot our strategy somewhat because the only people listening to this are the people who kind of you know are well, in the local I've shown you the figures I've shown you the figures we've got to be fair we have people in Mexico the UK the US we're growing we're, we're growing, growing we're, getting there. we're, getting, we're getting, there. getting there we're getting there slowly but surely look thanks very much for listening uh, once again you can follow us across social media uh, subscribe keep up to date and we'll be back again next week possibly talking about the um, much anticipated John Lewis advert but we'll see how it goes um, we, we have a couple of guests lined up coming up over the next couple of weeks as well so we look forward to bringing that for you um, and thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next week big jaws in the White House Look. <laughs>